Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Uh, having so much fun just seeing all this stuff that's happening. A lot of positive, a lot of negative. We're going to get all into all of it. Follow us at FOMOcast on Facebook. Make sure to join the group. Go to FOMO Podcast on Instagram and FOMO underscore cast on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am Grizzle CEO, G-R-Y-Z-Z-L-C-E-O. Um, actually, it's not private right now. Uh, I made it a actual page, so it's a person's page. Like, it's not a private page anymore, so I'm available. Um, a lot of stuff to get into a lot of um, weird stuff in our Disney section. Um, we're going to have two separate areas with Disney. The end of it's a little more interesting. Uh, thanks to Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Uh, we talk almost every day, and he was telling me stuff that I had no idea about, so we'll get into that later. And Make sure you do listen to ConCon's Cantina. They got a lot of good gaming stuff, and they have a lot of deep Star Wars knowledge. So um, if you want to learn any more about Star Wars, especially with The Mandalorian coming out you know, in... Uh, uh, November, October, November, October, November. We'll see what happens. You never know. Um, just go ahead and make sure you go listen to them too. Uh, and make sure too. I forgot we're on Spotify. Someone's listening to us on Spotify. So whoever's listening to us on Spotify, thank you. Um, no, I'm, I'm not lying. Like we had no listens, no listens, no listens. And it went to 61. So I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Jeremy alone. If it's you, Jeremy, thank you for being a loyal listener. Um, so, First on the agenda, this one was really confusing. Um, Universal and AMZ, AMC have ended their rift about video on demand. Now, there's this weird thing that apparently what's happening is AMC was told by Universal, Universal will give them a 17-day window before they put a movie to, on demand. And I guess the other theaters are all mad because they're like, well... You're doing this. You know, I, I don't understand. I just thought it was interesting because Universal, you know, they have uh, Fast and the Furious. Pretty much that's their big one is Fast and the Furious. I know they have a lot of the ones with Vin Diesel now because he has a, a picture deal with them. But yeah. well, I thought it was like you got like Minions and all of that. Despicable Me for the kids, which is, you know, that's a kind of another. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that because that's what that, that's what I heard. The Scooby-Doo movie did really good on video on demand. So why wouldn't you want it? That's what I think is weird. Obviously, Universal doesn't have a place to release it. They don't have ties to anyone to kind of recoup not being an AMC. But I thought just last week or two weeks ago, AMC said they were going to file bankruptcy. So it was kind of like, you know, it is what it is. You guys are settling it. I just thought we'd mention it because it was it was a huge ordeal when it first happened. Um, but it, this happens with everything. Like when we, we haven't talked about it in a while and, uh, Peacock and HBO max are still not available on the Roku TV. So I can't watch any of that stuff right now. Uh, I tried looking it up last night. They said they're still in negotiations. And, um, I guess someone was saying the problem is I found out is that, uh, Roku sells subscriptions to certain programs or certain networks. So they're going to lose that ability if they let them have the app on the thing. They won't go through them anymore. So oh. it is what it is. Um, the next one, 
was awesome until I saw something today that changed it a little bit. So uh, today there was like an article that came out in Variety, I guess, with Ron Howard, and they basically said that there will be there is no solo two in the works. He is not associated with it. He does nothing of it in the works. Um, but that he doesn't know anything about the rumors of the solo series in the works, which we talked last week about Lando Calrissian being played by Donald Glover again. And now the rumor is, is everyone's hopeful that he'll be playing Lando in the solo series on Disney plus. So do you think you would, you, how do you, how would you feel if they did do the series and not the second movie? Um, I mean, you can do anything with that because I think whether you do one or the other, I mean, you're going to get eyeballs on it, you know, because you got the the Mandalorian, you know, that took off and did fantastic. Uh, so with the solo one, whether, you know, they do a series or a movie, um, I mean, shoot, the series could even spin off a movie. Um on it and it'll be curious to see if either one of them does happen if it is going to be um glover playing uh you know him lando again on it or if you know something happens whether it's contractual reasons or hey you know what we got this time slot we got a hit for this series or movies and you know we kind of can't wait on you or you know and we don't want to you know buy out your contract or anything like that so Donald Glover is one of the head people for Atlanta the show he did and created and everything so I don't think it'd be that much of an issue what I did think was after all this so Donald Faison is on real doc uh, real uh, fake doctors real friends the scrubs podcast and he was talking about uh, I think it was the last episode I listened to, not the current one, that he thought it was funny because Solo came out. Solo is the reason why they're not going to do movies every year for Star Wars. And they he made a good point. He goes, you legit in the span of uh, 18 months had Rogue One, the last Jedi and then Solo. He was everybody was Star Wars out. Nobody wanted to see anything. He was. I guarantee, if if there had been nothing else and Solo came out the way that the Mandalorian did, that it would have done fantastic. So I'm yep. super hopeful that you know they do get this together. I actually would probably prefer a series, seeing how the Mandalorian has gone. But the coolest info that we got from this interview, besides the fact, well, sad, sad, sad that we're not going to get Solo 2 movie right away, but it may happen. But did you know that they offered him the director position on uh, episode one, Ron Howard? Really? Yeah, he said in the, in the thing that in the interview that he was offered the direct to direct episode one. And I can only imagine how it would have changed the movie itself. Oh, yeah. Well, especially since uh, his daughter was what directed. Well, I guess everyone only directed one episode. Um, well, I think Tycho uh, directed a couple. He did, did more than I mean, they did. Uh, I mean, uh, at least one. I think. Um, well, I think him, the three people that were in the X-Wings in one of the episodes, they're all directors. It was uh, her. Um, I can't remember the name of the female director who is uh, heading up the Obi-Wan series. She did a multiple. Um, oh, yeah, yep. 
she De- De- Deborah Chang, I think it is. I think so. It sounds like it is Deborah Chang. I think it is. Um, yep. But no, yeah, they. Um, uh, yeah, he and then De- uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. She directed one too. So yeah, I I think it would have been awesome to see him do it. But oh yeah, and I mean he doesn't really know. I mean, does he really know? What's going to happen? You know, he actually has the inner, the ear of obviously of um, of Lucasfilms and Disney because they obviously pulled him in the last minute. That was no, yeah. that was no easy task to do that. So, I mean, no. we'll see what happens. I'm going to look right now to see directors Deborah Chow. That's who it is. So Deborah uh, Deborah Chow directed two episodes. Um, Rick Famuiwa, I can't even say that, directed two episodes, Dave Filoni two, Bryce Dallas Howard one, and then Taika Watiti did one. And I want to see this Rick Famuiwa, he sounds familiar. Oh, that's why I know him. He did dope. Oh. That was that breakout hit on Netflix. So he did dope. I like that movie. So, okay. upcoming projects. Oh, he's writing too. Untitled hacker story. But yeah, so um, that's something that would I don't know, man. It was something would have been would have been awesome to see something by um, by him that early on. But I mean, you never know. It could have been doomed from the get go. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the next thing. This is kind of crazy. So we've been talking on and off the past pi month about the drama behind. Um, the Tenet movie, how Christopher Nolan's been fighting with Warner Brothers and how it's just been this whole ordeal. Well, apparently, um, there is a release date for Regal, I believe it was. Uh, September 3rd is the release date, supposedly for Regal Cinemas. But because of... Um, because there's a bunch of, I guess, rules for when you – some sort of weird international rule. So if you set something to be released, they have to release it. They have something contractually. They have to produce something. So apparently it's going to release internationally in August, and then it's not going to be here till September 3rd. So all my friends, including – I can't remember who it is. Someone told me, and they go up. Time to get the bootleg because they're going to be getting bootleg copies out here before it even debuts. So I thought it was important to note that it is going to be trying to trying to debut here in September on September 3rd. But I mean, who knows how well that's going to work because things have been changing with that movie every other day, you know. So, I mean, they um, they pushed back Top Gun Maverick till next year. And I know that everyone's saying the rumor is that they want to. They want to have the movie ready to go for Labor Day weekend is what it is. So it, it's one of those things where you're, I'm just going to play it by ear. I am probably going to go to the theater to watch when it comes out because it seems like one of those ones you have to experience in the theater because it just looks so immersive and awesome. You're talking about Top Gun? No, Tenet. <laughs> no, I know. That was that was um, filmed. Uh, some of it was filmed at the Lemoore Naval Station. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And the cool thing about that is they filmed it right out in front. So as you're driving by a 198, and they even show it in the uh, trailer. It's like, whole way. I, I even paused it and I told my wife, I'm like, that's from Lamore. 
He's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it is. And then we were driving um, over to the coast one time. I'm like, see, there it is right there. It's like, oh, man, yeah, that's right out in front. Yeah, so, they talked about I, it, I think, on ABC 30. They talked about it because they're like, uh, they're filming the movie out here in the area. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, they were, I think Tom Cruise is there for like two days, maybe yeah, three. If so. Yeah. But um, no, but it, it's crazy how you're saying with Tenet, the release date was supposed to, obviously, original was July 17th, which unhinged the one with um, Russell Crowe and the Road Rage. Oh, yeah. That was. That was supposed to be released the day before, July 16th. So I saw that. Somebody, I forgot, something posted on Facebook. Hey, you know, this week was supposed to be, or it may have even been the unhinged uh, Facebook page saying that uh, that it was supposed to be released. And obviously that's got pushed back. I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot about that. So with, I mean, with, it's, it's it, hard to remember when everything's been changing so much. Exactly. And on TV, nobody's pushed. There's nothing, you know, coming soon or, you know, you're not seeing all the commercials for these movies coming out. So you may see it pop up or original date or something like Tenet where it gets moved around so much or, you know, hey, now the new release date is this and you see it pop up for a day and then gone. Um, or, you I mean, like I said, I completely forgot about Unhinged and that would probably be one I wouldn't mind seeing just based on the premise and how they go um the storyline to it but yeah that was supposed to be released uh the day before tenant was supposed to be released so i thought that was um interesting well they have that and then they pushed tenant back it's been two or three times now so i mean we're gonna see what happens i don't yeah. i don't i don't say anything until basically it actually um actually happens so i mean if it does happen it happens if it doesn't eh. It it is what it is, man. Um, that's uh, so. Um, next, this is kind of came out of left field. It was they announced a Netflix uh, a Witcher prequel called Witcher Blood Origin, and it's basically supposed to go along the lines of the creation of the first Witcher. Um, the first season did really well. Everyone's getting mad because they said season two is delayed. I mean, season two wasn't going to come out until 2022 anyways. So, I mean, that one took forever to edit and get ready to go. It was kind of like Westworld. The second season took forever to get here. And same with the third. So, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, freaking out about it. But um, I thought it was kind of weird for Netflix to announce it now when they don't even have their season two completed for witcher so i feel like they're trying to add new content potential not even real new content and i was actually talking to connor and i was like you know this may mean like a renaissance for the uh what do you call it the uh animation type of shows and movies because you can still animate from home so people are animating like crazy so i have a feeling that it's going to basically animation is going to just blow up and they're going to have a lot more animated stuff and i think that's why disney plus announced the bad batch because that could still release in spring of 2021 if they start working on it right now so um look out for the witcher blood origin um i don't know if they're going to try and film it along the same time they do the witcher or what the case is going to be but um you know we'll see what happens with that um, yeah and that is said it's supposed to be 1200 years earlier right Yep, when they created the first Witcher. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. 
it will be. But um, one thing that uh, the next one we're going to talk about, uh, it piqued Tim's interest, and now Tim's not too hot about it. Um, he <laughs> said he had a quick little thing to say about it, but I, I figured I'd put it in the middle because it's probably going to be one of a bigger rant because Tim made some good points to me before we started recording. But uh, well, set Tim up for this. Um, PGA 2K21, they released the courses and the players that will be available on the game and take it away, Tim. Yeah. So it's interesting. And of course, you know, we mentioned about it before where, um, what players will be on there. Obviously Justin Thomas was the one that they released as the main player and the, actually the player on the cover. So it's like, okay, well, you know, JT's going to be in there. So who else is going to be in there? Are you going to have a tiger woods? Are you going to have, um, you know, any of these Brooks Kepka, these, these big guys in it, nobody really knew. So there's, they, they did release the players. And like I said, and the courses, basically the courses are all TPC courses. Um, obviously you have TPC Scottsdale because you saw that, you know, where they got the, uh, was it 17th hole world's, uh, world's loudest hole there. Yep. Um, and then you got Sawgrass and with the Island Green. So you know those two are going to be on it. And you know, they got a lot of other ones as well. So, um, But it was interesting that on the pro roster, I mean, there was really no – I mean, if you know golf, you, I mean, you'll know all the names. But spoiler alert, there is no Tiger Woods. There is no Brooks Kepka. Um, John Rom just got number one in the world. He's not on it. Rory McIlroy, he's not on it. Um, so here, just a quick little rundown of the guys that are on it. Um, Cameron Champ, Bryson DeChambeau, Matt Kuchar, Kevin Kisner, Gary Woodland, Billy Horschel, Ian Poulter, Tony Finau, Jim Furyk, Sergio Garcia, and Patrick Cantlay. Jim Furyk, who has the the funnest swing to watch. If you guys want to have some fun, Google his swing. He does like yep. a whip, like he spins his hands in the air. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and and, and I the play, only the I, only one that I know, like because he's kind of not nice, is uh, DeChambeau, because Tony Kornheiser doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, be careful. He's he's a he's a Clovis boy. He's a, a local. Really. Um, yeah. Actually, he was born in Modesto, went to school in Clovis uh, High School, and then went to college at SMU, Southern Methodist. Didn't go to Fresno State or anything like that. Um, That's crazy. No, it wasn't It wasn't um, anything bad. It was like a charity tournament, and uh, his his grandson went and like a, made like a cooing sound. And I guess DeChambeau turned around and was like, really, man? Really? And got mad about the baby. <laughs> And it was like yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like a tournament, anything important. It was like a celebrity type of thingy. So yeah, well, and DeChambeau's been in the news lately. Well, a he's bulked up, and um, about a month ago, just set the new record for longest drive or average um, longest drive in a tournament. Because I didn't know this at a golf tournament, even with all the stats, when they they only pick two holes to calculate the longest drives on they don't use you know all of them or you would use a driver they just pick two right that's why that's why if you ever noticed uh tournaments and they do closest to the pin and stuff like that they only pick 
certain holes. I think it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. So on and on those two, I mean that tournament, it was. I mean, DeChambeau was just annihilating the ball. I mean, in this um, COVID shutdown, I mean, he went to. I mean, he's called you know the scientist or the mad scientist, whatever you know one you want to. I mean, the guy's got his degree in chemical engineering, so um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's very, very smart, very intelligent. Kind of one of those ones too smart for his own good. But anyways, on those two holes, <clears throat> his uh, drive was 350.2 yards. So he set a new record uh, for for that. I mean, he had some – well, he did have like a 420-yard, but that was aided by the cart path. But most <laughs> of them – I mean, he was hitting anywhere from – you know, 330 on a bad drive to, you know, 375. And that was, I mean, le- legit, no cart path or tree aided. So, but I guess today I saw a thing that he wanted to move his ball because there was an anthill next to it. But since it wasn't fire ants and he wasn't in imminent danger, that he could not move his ball. And he was trying to get relief from it because you could get relief from burrowing animals or um you know stuff like that so but he's been in the in the news lately for not um not so good things and arguing with rules officials but anyways back to pga 2k um 2-1 uh yeah i was the initially when it came out i was pumped for it especially playing um the golf club 2019 and now going into this especially with another PGA tour coming out Um, now with the courses that came out, the roster that came out and especially the, I mean, the graphics and everything look great, but I'll be curious to see, watch more videos of how like they swing the club and the power meters and everything like that. Um, They went back to what looks like a sliding meter meaning you press x and then it you know the meter gets fuller the line on the meter gets fuller up to 100 then you Mm -hmm. have to press it again at 100 and then it comes back down and you got to hit it in between you know a certain section and you know it'll hit it perfect or if you're too early you'll probably hook it if you're too late you slice it whatever so it'll be interesting to see but as as of right now and everything that i've seen with it yeah there has been a lot more improvements on it but i don't think i'm gonna gonna buy it when it comes out maybe i'll just wait for it to go on sale or or something or maybe something comes out and you could do different challenges and unlock uh, you know, older players, you know, whether it be a, a VJ Singh or, you know, or a Tiger Woods or, or something comes out like right before release to to really push it over the top. So, I mean, it's, it is kind of weird. They released it right now that way, because it does seem like um, why would you release this now when technically it doesn't look that great on your end? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A lot of times when I'm watching these game releases, they you you know a game's gonna do bad. One if it gets delayed a lot, except for Cyberpunk, they said it's supposed to be good. But you know, there's certain things that are just kind of like the mark of death. So let's yeah. hope this is not the case for 
PGA, but as Tim said, Tim is this is Tim, this is Tim's different demographic. Tim is a golf plays golf on the <laughs> console pretty frequently and like he knows the ins and outs so when you have someone that does that and then all of a sudden you get kind of discouraged because of what they release it kind of sucks a little bit yeah and like you're saying i mean it could be we could have the best graphics the best gameplay everything on it but if the controls are different than i mean this is just me speaking if the controls are different than what I'm used to playing and there isn't a way to, I mean, some of them it's like, Hey, here's this new and improved way. You could get better spin on the ball. You know, you could shot shape a lot better right. on it, but you know, then they say, Oh, but you could also switch it, you know, a, a, a toggle, a switch on it or to go whatever. Yep, yeah. And get it back to the old way. If you're used to that. So hopefully there's that on it. Cause everything that I've seen from gameplay from, um, some developers that posted on Twitter and then some guys on, I think I sent you a video um, of some yes. guys taking it, Reviewing taking that it. on YouTube yeah. and um, commentating over it. Yes. All of them had the bar on the bottom and I don't like that bar on the bottom. Which so. Supposedly you should be able to remove it, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it yeah. is, it happens because I've heard of games being changed right up to the last minute. So it is yeah. what it is. Which kind of leads us into the next topic, which I'm gonna try to make Tim laugh because I'm how I'm video with him. I'm trying to make my head float because I'm making disappearing behind the background. Um, the next thing we have is so for those of you that play Call of Duty um, every year, usually right before the game releases, Mountain Dew does promos where you can get caps that'll give you double XP, it'll give you extra coins, it'll give you extra whatever in game currency is it may give you a new outfit something like that um i think and the cool part was is last year last year when they did it you actually um when you input the code into the website automatically linked to your account and it gave you that extra time when you logged in so that was kind of cool but as tim has uh i told tim and i don't think tim's seen the image mountain dew supposedly accidentally had the promo leak now I didn't. I saw the image. I wasn't sure if it was like an internal memo that went wrong, or somehow something leaked. Someone's probably going to get fired over it. But the Mountain Dew promotional material hint that this year's Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty Cold War. Um, now this can mean multiple different things because um, we've had World at War, which was authentic to the times with weapons and everything like that. But, I mean, they've also done futuristic things, so they could do Cold War with a different take, like they've done with Wolfenstein, not Wolfenstein, um, with, um, is it Wolfenstein? Yeah, Wolfenstein, where they basically, it's like an alternative universe where, you know, the Nazis win kind of thing, and they're creating monsters, and you're having your head cut off and put on different bodies kind of thing, and it's an alternate history. So, um, now, how would you feel? I, know, I, th- I think I already know how Tim's going to feel, but how would you feel about if it was Call of Duty Cold War? Um, I think it would be fine. Uh, I'm actually would be kind of excited for it. whether they do like you're saying where they did World at War authentic to um, the Cold War era or even a futuristic take on it where I know uh, Call of Duty has done that where you could do they had the uh, uh, exo packs where you could, you know, not only jump, but then you press it again, you get a little boost with it and run across right. walls um whatnot so i'm 
I would be excited for it because I mean, think I mean they've done you know a world at war, so that kind of does that. Um, you know, that was war. World War One. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've done that. I mean, you really don't. I mean, I guess you can do a World War Two One. I mean, every right, everyone's done that. So now you got you know going into the Cold War. I mean, the you know only thing after that would be like the you know. Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, you're kind of not, yeah, Vietnam. Uh, didn't they do one like that? Because I remember running around with the flamethrower, and you could. No, that was World at War. Was World that... at War, you have the flamethrower when you're running across the field, and the tanks are moving in on you, and you go in the trenches, and you hide from the tanks. Yep, yeah, and then you had guys shooting you in the tree, and you could flamethrow them in the yep. palm trees or whatnot. Okay, that's okay. Yep, that was that one. It, there's been so many, I get them all confused. Yeah, but, a lot. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be excited for this one. Um, and it was funny, like you said at the promotion. I was just looking, looking um, it up because I was trying to find the image, and I couldn't. But in the article. It said the, you know, obviously Mountain Dew, which is Pepsi product, and then Doritos as well, because they always go hand in hand. Um, it said promotion would begin October 5th, 2020 to January 31st, 2021. So it kind of gives you some dates right there to. to yeah, look. and for those of you that drink Mountain Dew, it is kind of a great option to, hey, I'm going to get a Mountain Dew and get some codes because they are legitimate codes. Because yeah. giving you time with double XP and whatnot is legitimately, legitimately like the coolest thing you could do. It doesn't cost them any money. It makes the game a little bit more fun. So I think it's a great idea. Well, and you're going to get everyone that, oh, maybe, you know, I drink a Mountain Dew every now and again. Or you get, the, you know, the diehards were, hey, you know what? Call of Duty's coming out. You're going to get the ones that are, they're always running promotions on. I mean, let's face it, I, I drink Mountain Dew. I'm a Pepsi guy don't hate coke um but they're always running specials on you know two for three dollars two for 333 pepsi products or whatnot and right now you got the the pepsi coin that's going on um on on that deal or i don't know you get like venmo credits or something i didn't look into it but i see that so and like you said with call of duty they always are running something um on it so maybe i would only buy one. Oh, you know what maybe i'll i'll buy two throw another one throw it in the fridge and see what i get and you're always going to have the guys that are hunting for the codes so um exactly yeah it'll, it's 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 a win-win for both of them because it's really cost nothing to for mountain dew or pepsi and it's only gonna promote you know the call of duty game so there you yeah. go so I'm excited for for that. I haven't played Call of Duty in a while, so I need to get back into that and do that one. Did, um, did they say yeah. anything about when possible released? I know it said promotion begins, but anything on the Call of Duty side saying, hey. There's been know. nothing yet, but I have a feeling with this leak, they're probably going to announce it. It'll probably be like the second or third week of October that it's going to come out. because. Yeah. The problem is, is that most companies haven't been heavy on advertising until at least like the last minute because they want to just flood the the market with the images of the game. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, and hopefully, I know sometimes they actually will do that too when they're finalizing some of the um, uh, single player stuff. So, 
Actually, speaking of single player, before you move on, I guess they're running a. Uh, I saw how you're saying not Call of Duty. That uh, Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare Two, right? Yeah, this is Advanced Warfare, or no Modern Warfare? Advanced War. Hold on here. I'm looking at my games. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, I believe, was uh, you could download it. Uh, and I saw it. I'm like, oh, man, this uh, or Advanced uh, Advanced Warfare Remastered. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I thought it was the whole game because it was actually pretty cheap. But what it is, it's a remastered campaign only version. So I thought that yes. was pretty cool that they're that I saw that they're pushing right now um, as like a uh, a downloadable game on it. Because I thought it was going to be the whole game. I'm like, man, that's cheap and bringing that back. Um, but no, it's just the, the campaign remastered. So. And everyone keep an eye out for cheap games on both PlayStation and Xbox because um, Xbox doing something, um, they're basically, they're getting rid of the gold uh subscription plan so you can't subscribe to online it's now going to be free apparently and they're giving away free games and playstation started giving away free games when you have your your membership to uh playstation plus so just keep an eye out for you guys because it's a great chance to get some games you may have missed or you've played before and want to revisit without having to buy it again in case it was on a different system so keep an eye out for that um next we got some just a mishmash of stuff before we end with Disney. Now, this one is Disney World related, but um, a handful of the hotels had their openings pushed back. Now, for those that might, might not mean anything, but for those that have been there, know a lot of the hotels they push back are the cheaper ones that people use just to get into the park or get the discount on the wristbands, stuff like that. So it means a lot to me because obviously attendance has been a lot lower than what they expected so you know uh if you want to book a trip do it now but make sure the hotel you want to go to is actually open um my favorite news we got was we got a trailer for jurassic world camp camp cretaceous um basically so debuts on september 18th and basically these kids go to camp at jurassic park it is a kid, it looks like a teen or young adult themed show. It's animated and it shows them kind of getting into it, looks serious, but I can't tell if it's like adult, adult, or if it's like, oh, hey, look, this is a fun thing for kids too. But the trailer does look really fun. It looks like they're having, like, like you can see the excitement in the kids when they're going in there and it has a camp atmosphere. I just don't know if it's going to be like a. Friday the 13th horror type thingy or an actual kids version. Yeah, no, I did see that. And it was at first I'm like, Holy, are they making like, obviously how they did the, you know, the Legos movie, Lego Batman. I thought it was going to be something like that and just go the animated route of it. But then once I watch it again, like, Oh, this is a pretty interesting, interesting take on it. Um, and you could do, you know, a whole, Cause is it going to be a series or just a, a movie? I didn't get that far. It's a series. A series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that, I mean, you've already seen, you know, from Jurassic Park to where we're at now with all those, um, excuse me, movies going on, 
and more to come uh, on it. So, I mean, you could do anything and everything. I mean, this could be a series that almost could go on forever. But like you said, when I first watched it, I thought it was going to be like a um, kid's take on Jurassic Park, where it's still going to have the dinosaurs. Um, Of course, the T-Rexes are going to be loud and mean, but it's not going to be gory in there you know, um, biting people off the toilets, like in Jurassic Park. Right. Um, but, but then like, like you're saying, it's like, home oh, wait, where's this? This could go either way here. I mean, you could go, like you said, is it going to be kind of tween friendly or is it going to be more of the, you know, teenager, young adult type deal with it, or, you know, kind of family guy it, but instead of crude humor, it's going to be more, blood and gore so i think i think it's an interesting tape on take on it and especially where it's a camp there we're not um you know or doing the camp aspect of it and not it being like an amusement park so yeah i think it's it's a good fit for netflix too that's what i was kind of shocked i'm like man this fits perfectly with netflix's demographic and i think it it could even introduce kids to jurassic park so you know you can see how they react to that and go well you know there have some real movies that have dinosaurs in it if you want to watch it i think that'd be kind of cool yeah and it's september 18th i mean shoot that's only a month and a half away it seems like it's a long time but you know we forget friday is the 31st of july so that means saturday is tomorrow tomorrow is is the 31st of july (laughs) <laughs> so Saturday, so Saturday is In two days. It's August. <laughs> yeah. So you know when you're seeing this stuff, you know maybe a couple months ago that got pushed back till you know end of August, beginning of September, or like this one mid September. It's like, oh man, that's like four months away. Now it's no, this is like a month and a, you know six exactly. weeks away here. This is exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm excited for it. I think it's kind of fun. I'll have my son watch it, even though he's only going to be two. Um, he, when he was a newborn, he watched the chilling adventures of Sabrina with me. So I think he's a trooper. He's seen some pretty gory stuff. Um, the next two things are both Mandalorian related. Um, Mandalorian was nominated for 15 Emmys. One of which was Taiko Watiti was nominated an Emmy for the voice of IG 11. Um, that's insane. Um, Tim said that Taika had a funny tweet out because he said that they don't even need to see his face to be nominated for something. Um, I think it's kind of a big, it's, it's big to me because I really feel like this kind of opens the door. I mean, people saw how good Mandalorian was, but people don't realize when you win Emmys, that's what gets you to the next level because you're winning Emmys. It means everyone thinks everything's great. It means a lot of people have seen it. So maybe you'll get more advanced shows, whether it be on HBO Max or be on CBS All Access, things like that. Um, as as long as they keep the quality the same, I'll be happy with it. So I think them being nominated like this kind of helps a lot. Well, and especially getting, I mean, 15, 15 Emmy nominations. It wasn't, you know, one or two. Obviously, you knew they were going to get uh, a decent amount of them, and I haven't checked if this is the most um, uh, nominations this year for one single uh, series. But uh, yeah, no, it was, and in the category, so it's called outstanding character voice over performance. 
So, <laughs> you, I mean, you, we all have ones that we know. Hank is area of the Simpsons, known does Apu, Mo the Bartender, as a slew of other ones. Um, and also, if you don't know what he looks like, watch, uh, watch Brockmire on IFC. He which, is Jim. He is Jim Brockmire. He voices my favorite character on Simpsons, which is the Mad Scientist. Oh, Professor Frank. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Nancy Cartwright uh, for The Simpsons as well. Yes, that is a female, and you will know her as Bart Simpson's voice. So, uh, and she does, like anyone on The Simpsons, they do a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, Wanda Sykes for Crank Anchors. Leslie Odom Jr. for Central Park. Maya Rudolph for Big Mouth, which is interesting. Uh, and then Taika Watiti for The Mandalorian. So, I mean, definitely a strong cast of characters there. So we'll see um, how he does and how it holds up. And obviously all the other nominations are, um, from what I saw, were in the major categories that The Mandalorian would fall in. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait until Sunday, September 20th, when the Emmys uh, come out and see how the Mandalorian does. I mean, I think uh, I'll have to go and see what other nominations they're up for and who they're against and see if they have a, a good shot at, you know, maybe pulling off a, a double-digit uh, win here. And I mean, when you get that many nominations, it, it's kind of inevitable, whether it be this season or next season, to take them home. They're kind of pulling a, a modern family right now is what they're doing. Yeah. No, exactly. And like you said, to win is one thing, but even to get nominated, um, it, you know, is great as well. So and especially with the with the uh, with the series like that, I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to, you know, you know, it's going to be in there at least uh, a handful of times. And obviously uh, with this, it was uh, three handfuls at 15. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be exciting to see uh, once again September twentieth. So that's only six weeks away, yeah. um, and see see if they can pull it off. Yeah, and, and let us know how you feel about any of the stuff we talked about so far at facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram, and like I said before, I'm Grizzle CEO on Instagram. Um, next, um, so we've. We've talked a lot about, you know, different types of shows, but we usually stick in the entertainment area. Lately, it's been mostly Netflix, Disney, that area, because they're the ones that were already putting out original content before the lockdown happened. And a lot of people forget that there's a lot of stuff out there, like um, New Mutants has, was finished in 2018 and ready to go. So there's a lot of stuff out there that they can release still that's not been done yet. So just keep an eye out. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool, we're going to talk about right now, is um, they're creating a VR experience for Batu uh, at uh, basically at Disneyland and at uh, Disney World and Hollywood Studios. But <coughs> excuse me, what I thought was crazy is is so they have a VR studio in Downtown Disney and in both locations. So I don't. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't, uh, what they, they had a VR studio in downtown Disney. They don't have one in, in Disneyland anymore. No, the, it was called the Void. It got shut down. There was a uh, contractual dispute between the Void and um, 
I think it was Disney Star Wars uh, because they had Wreck-It Ralph in there uh, and something to do with they, the Void did something that they shouldn't have or, you know, broke the contract. So Disney said, oh, see you later. So they were there well, one minute and two days later they were gone. And the Void isn't just that's the, the company that does it. And it's not just specific to to uh, the Disney properties. There's ones elsewhere. Right. But, it, but they at least they had permission to use the Disney properties at the downtown location because it tied into the parks. Yeah, and they did something out of contract. I don't know exactly what it was, and of course they're not going to say it on the right. door. It said that this location is low, you know, no longer uh, running, and that more people dug into it, and it was a contractual um, dispute that the void did something that they shouldn't have and broke the contract. Huh. So, uh, yeah, they said, nope, see you later. And well, was, they'll, they'll probably bring in one of their own VR things or Samsung will open something up because this experience is awesome. And I believe this is supposed to lead you to the beginning of Batu. Now, um, I've been reading the Thrawn books, thanks to Connor, and the Thrawn, um, uh, what was it? Thrawn Alliances, they mentioned Batu. So you get the experience of Batu in Thrawn Alliances, which came out in 2018. In 2019, Thrawn Treason came out, and then the new ones, the Thrawn Ascendancy, is coming out uh, this year. But I think it's pretty awesome. I only looked at it a little bit because I was kind of like, well, until it actually gets opened up and done, I don't want to sit here and just speculate about it. But all the VR stuff that I've done, even the cheap ones that I've played, are so much fun. And just to be able to be like, if you have the guns and those, those don't know the ones that you see that are like really usually pretty expensive. Those are high end VR experiences where they have this platform that you stand on that you feel like you're walking because it's this material of slides. So you're walking and you can feel your feet sliding, but you just keep going because the way they have it set up, it works well. And you're walking around, you're having fun, you're doing the thing, you're shooting this, shooting that. You're not punching your own TV and breaking it like it has the possibility to do. But even the home VR that we tried on my mother-in-law's phone, when she got her new Samsung phone, they gave her the little VR kit. And I was surprised how cool and how just the the sensory deprivation of the, the goggles made it like just like it was actually you were there. So I'm excited for it. I didn't look at the stories because I just want it to be fresh to me when I go into it, when I do do it. So... I mean, so so what what have you found out about it that just kind of basic? Um, that I mean, you start out in the cantina, and uh, on there you could talk to the bartender, and he's you know a crazy. He's got like six eyes, um, and so and- you know he is from the the Thrawn Alliance's book. He is in it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they're saying is they're making ties to a lot of different um, things in the Star Wars. But it's all camp. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's and the guy and when I was watching the um, YouTube video on it, I'm like, man, that guy's voice sounds familiar. Well, it's Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live, and he was also yeah. in Star Wars Resistance, and he's been, I mean. 
probably most of them known from Saturday Night Live. Um, and then also another one is um, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and she was also in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, I um, love her. She was yep. actually a part of the um, wrestling feud with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. I don't know if you remember that. Really? Yes, him, Will Sasso, and <laughs> her. And okay. he, he like, threw her down and, like, did a move on her. And it, it, they made it look real, real. Like, she acted real mad. We couldn't tell. But then Will Sasso showed up at one of the events. Yeah, it was a big Mad TV crossover. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I really liked her um, going back to the Mad TV days. But it's cool. I mean, you could go up to the, like I said, the, the bartender there, and he tells you, stories he's he's kind of almost like the uh main character in it or like on a lot of video games where you go do a, like grand theft auto where you have your house that you come back to right um the, the cantina is kind of what i could grasp from it was that was like your house and you could go and and talk uh talk to the bartender and interact with them especially with it being vr and then i saw a uh an article on it well is there going to be another cantina that comes to uh, galaxy's edge with it being like this um, with these cast of characters in it i think it was more a a clickbaity title but i mean you know anything anything could happen so but i'm uh i'm pretty pumped for it and it seems like I, i just watched the trailer once and i can't remember anything else besides um Bobby Moynihan's uh, character <laughs> and being in the cantina, but it looks like you could do a lot with it. And like you said, having the ties into the different, um, you know, Star Wars uh, series or, or, or whatnot. So, yeah. So and if any of you guys do try it out, let us know, see how you like it. If it comes up, because I know some places might have it before, because I'm sure they'll be trying it out in different locations just to, you know, have it. A lot of people want to experience it without having to go. So um, another ride experience that Tim brought to my attention, I hadn't even thought about this. So Universal Studios in oh, Florida has been open. It was actually open, I think, like a full-on two weeks or even a month maybe before Disney World. And um, so they have the ride. It's Hagrid's. Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. And so basically that one is supposed to be pretty cool. Like Tim was telling me earlier, it's supposed to be like the Tron ride that they have in Shanghai, Disney. That it's basically like you're riding a motorcycle and you're riding around. You're seeing all these creatures. Well, they're no longer doing a virtual queue and they're only doing a standby queue. And this is going to tie into the last thing we talk about with Disney is... I have a strong feeling that everyone's freaking out, freaking out, freaking out about going to the parks. You're doing this, doing that. They just came out with a statement on, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday, saying that they have found no connections to COVID-19 and anyone at the parks. So no one has been linked back to the parks. So to me, it's telling me, well, they're they're not having any crowds. Because why would you go to a standby only when you didn't have any crowds? What, 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 you know, and how well is it going to work? And another reason why I'm leaning towards this is because Connor, yet again, mentioned him from ConCon's Cantina. He is a local resident of Florida. He lives close to the parks. He lives close enough to where 
Him and his wife can make a decision, hey, let's go ahead and go to the parks tonight, have dinner, do whatever, run around. They have a weekly pass, kind of like a SoCal pass for those of you that live in us and listen to us in California. Disneyland has the SoCal pass. Well, they were completely not allowed to make reservations or do anything at all, nothing. And then all of a sudden they got access, and now they can book reservations during the week. So to me, that's telling me, a lot of their reservations are not coming through. And that's part of the reasons why I think they're pushing back the opening of the hotels because they don't have enough people to fill the hotels. They legitimately thought they were going to get a big hype. It was like, oh, it's open. Oh, it's open. But there's, um, we're not going to get about it, but 90% of the country agrees that we should be shut down. So 10% of the population of the United States is still a lot of people. But do they have the funds and the means to get to these parks and go attend them? I know Tim, if Tim had the opportunity to, I guarantee Tim would go to Disney World and go visit. Because, I mean, Disney World's amazing. If I didn't have a two-year-old, I'm sure we would risk it and take it and plan it and go to a trip and do it. Because you do get priority when you book a hotel and you're not a pass holder. So, you know, um, I don't know how Tim feels. I know Tim is interested in seeing what happens with, you know, the Hagrid ride and see how not having a... Uh, a queue affects that and it probably it would probably even affect uh rise of the resistance as well you know because disneyland in california they flat out said when we reopen we're going to be relying heavily on the assistance of locals because they know people are not coming from overseas people are not coming from across the united states to go to disneyland it's just not going to happen it's not especially the area you know is the highest in the state for you know cases and everything like that no one's gonna want to go into that but how do you feel about the ride itself like what they're doing it and why they're doing it do you think i don't know it's it's interesting because when it opened up the haggards when it opened up in uh universal florida that was one where i had an eight ten hour uh line to get yep. into it an hour two hours when the park opened so if you got there you know two hours after the park opened you're standing you, in this You weren't going to ride it. Yeah, you're standing in this line for one ride, you know, eight, eight hours. I mean, that's that's a normal work shift, and all you're doing is standing in a line for it. So it's interesting, like you said, I think it goes back to kind of testing it out to see, hey, you know what, here's where our attendance is at. Why, um, you know, have these virtual queues and – you know, have everyone on their phones using, um, you know, or and having anything that has to do, you know, technology wise when, hey, just come here and stand in line. If the line gets long, then they could, hey, you know what, we're going to go virtual queues now because the line's too long or, you know, w- with the social distancing. But it'll be curious to see, you know, they don't know if it's going to go through the weekend or not. It was something that just came out. Um, and I found that very interesting because normally you see that at a Disney park trying to do it. Um, or it's it's either a ride that has fast pass and they're not using it, or they'll do a temporary fast pass at a ride that doesn't historically have it. Um, so it'll be interesting, like I said, interesting to see how that goes, especially with in Disney World right now, all the posted or as of last week, like I was saying, all the posted wait times were pretty much half of what it said it was. And I mean, a five minute wait time is five minutes or less. You know, they're not going right, to put. Right. I mean, I've never seen it at zero that I can remember. It's always five minutes. 
So five. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't do zero because I remember the the one of the last times we went before our passes expired, we rode um, the Big Thunder Mountain like five times in a row where we literally just walked off, walked all the way back around, walked back on, and it still said five minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So five minutes is pretty much a walk on. Plus, if you're only standing in line for five minutes for any ride, um, that's pretty Consider good. yourself blessed. Yeah, it, exactly. So it'll be curious to see um, what happens with with this. And and like you were saying, with the uh, to the hotels being pushed back. Um, you know, there was I was watching a uh, one of the guys that I follow on YouTube, and he went to the Pop Century Resort, which is one of the um, they're not called not discount hotels, but they're, I forgot uh, they're, uh, affiliated hotels. Yeah, but I for, I mean they got the different um, categories, and they're I forgot part, what they, like, part, they have like partner and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, what what they call them? It's not like it's discounted hotel but it's like oh, at the it's a good neighbor no I did at Disney World the uh budget I think budget friendly hotel whatever they call them it's one of the the lower uh end ones and that's where he got his uh to get into the park because he had an annual pass he kind of used all of those up so then he did a hotel room so he could get three more um, dates or however it was. Um, and I think there, because they have different um, quote unquote towers there, they're only like five stories, but with pop centuries, it's like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s is the theming yeah. on them. And they only had like half of them open. The other half weren't even open at all. And that's the that's the rumor I've been hearing is basically they're 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 saying a lot of stuff about like they're going to certain hotels and restaurants and it's basically like not not dead, but you know, it's not as not as active as you would you would think it would be for a new place being yep. open. Exactly. Which makes sense is that they're opening up more uh passes, like you're saying for Connors and having him come because like, okay, you know, we've We've been open for X amount of days already. We've gauged what's going on and what our attendance is and what people are, you know, either starting to book or not booking at all, or we're not seeing a big influx of people that had booked prior and had to postpone it and aren't rebooking. Uh, so, hey, we need people in the park, even though we're on a limited capacity, but if they can't hit their numbers, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to a b be open. I mean, like you've said multiple times, Disneyland is a business. It's a publicly traded company. So therefore, you know, you got to answer to the investors on that. And you know, sometimes it's sad to say, but I mean, let's face it, that's the world we live in. If you're a publicly traded company, I mean, your your bottom line is is making money. Um, and so, that's what people forget. Uh, no, we're all about making magic. Yeah, that's true. Disney does go above and beyond to making magic, but oh yeah, it is about making money. So yep. I, I do yeah. think that's why Disney's doing a lot of the different stuff. Um, I do think that um, 
I do think that with everything going on, that's why they are releasing passes to come in because they're like, hey, you know, we, we want people to be in the parks and enjoy. And I do know the reservation system, it booked up quick, but I know things are canceling. So maybe it was just coincidence, like they were going to let the people have in their, their passes in. But, you know, in the end, Disney's like you said, is in it to make money. And when they don't make money, things are not going to go well. That, there's a reason why Disney in California is not open. It has nothing to do with the current lockdowns or quarantines or anything like that. Bob Iger is on the board that watches this. He could tell them to make a certain change, especially considering Florida did have numbers going up and none of them tracked back to Disney. Now, mind you, they would probably have to do a thing like I know Florida had a thing where it was like if you came from New York, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. If you came from hot zones now, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days, which technically both mine and Tim's counties are those hot spots that we would have to quarantine if we went. But, you know, I think that they're they're just I don't I don't know if they're they're worried. I don't think they're really worried, but they do have to have a certain amount of employees because they do have a union now for the employees. So I have a feeling they're trying to maximize their dollars and they're not really out there like, oh, we want to make have more people have fun. No, they didn't have as big of a response as they thought they would. So now they're trying to backpedal and let more people in. So, you know, hey, I'm all for it. Send the videos. If you go, let us see it. Connor still hasn't ridden the Rise of the Resistance. I'm going to put this little nugget here in the end of the podcast for you, Connor, that I have a little shout-out to you and say, you need to tell your wife, you need to tell Justin. First of all, Justin, uh, it's all about Connor McLeod from Highlander. Um, he's number one, way better than everybody. But also, you need to get uh, Connor onto Rise of the Resistance. He has an annual pass. He needs to do it. Do it now. <laughs> But like I mean, like you're saying with Disneyland, the nice thing is, or or the thing that I like seeing is that there are some workers there, and they are working. I mean, the the custodial staff, and you know, a, probably a skeleton as far as working on you know the Avengers campus, um, the uh, um, Snow White uh, Scary's Adventure, Mickey, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Train. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, yep, exactly, were they, um, you know, in the beginning when it shut down, they were still working, which is fine, because they could socially distance or do whatever, or wear masks, and then, you know, once it got, okay, you know what, now we need to shut down the whole part, so they were shut down, now they're back working, which is great, because, I mean, think about it, where before, they would have to do a lot of the major work, um, at night i mean they were doing it some during the day but most of it was at night not to ruin the experience where now right. they could do it 24 7 they don't got to yep. worry about anyone they could um and most of it was done at night especially if they had to move heavy equipment in or bring trucks in if there was no back um access to them back alleyway access to them or now shoot you could drive a dump truck right down the middle of main street and not have to worry about running anybody over so it's good seeing that and who knows, they may want to get some stuff done so when they open D- Disneyland, so when they open up, they could say, hey, look, before, this was on rehab, this was on rehab, we're now, you know, to get more people to come down, 
look, we got uh, Snow White Scary Adventure. We rehabbed that. That's back up and going. Um, come and check out some of the Avengers Campus War. Um, I know, when was it? When Galaxy's Edge was going, they had the fence up, but they uniquely had little knot holes in it where you could, you know, peek your eyes through. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, ch- check this out. I mean, we've all seen the Quinjet from Google Earth or Google Images, whether it's people, um, the one guy that flew over his helicopter on YouTube or just other people that have been able to uh, to see it or, or spot that. Which I think so, they leak it because the same thing happened with um, uh, the, the Millennium Falcon when they were doing Batu. Yeah. The same thing happened. They released stuff like that kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Well, and when they were building Rise of the Resistance, they uniquely, I mean, they strategically didn't build the exterior and then put the AT-ATs inside. They yep. did, you know, built that. So it's like, ooh, you could see the AT-ATs taking shape. And then they walled it off. It's like, ooh, what's going on there? So, I mean, they're, they're not dumb. Um, they, know how but, to build a, they know how to build a suspense and make you more interested and forget about that. You can't access it or can't go to it. No, exactly. And especially, like you say, with Disneyland being a park of local, being a park for the locals, they're going to want to come there, especially the first week when it opens up to see all those rehab rides and either, you know, is it better? Is it worse? And then they could go home and type about it, blog about it, YouTube about it, whatever and get their opinions on it and you got the followers that follow that and they're either a gonna come down the followers are gonna come down and see for themselves how bad it is or b come down and see how good it is either way it's putting people through the turnstiles yeah um on on it so and then did you also hear that they are on one side of the, um, it's not Tower Terror, but Guardians uh, of the Galaxy that they're repainting a little bit of that. So it fits in better with um, the backdrop of Avengers Campus. I figure they would do something like that because they, they everything's about aesthetics. So Yeah, exa- exactly. I don't know if you, you saw I did that, not know is- about that, but I mean, seeing as how cool it looks already yeah. i'm sure they were gonna, i knew they were going to do something to blend it in because yeah. they they did they did it they had to blend in with uh bugs life or uh, bugs yep. land when it was there and then now it'll just blend in with the avengers campus which yeah. i really i really wish yeah. i would have could have gotten a piece of heimlich's choo-choo but uh they that went uh to pixar <laughs> you could probably go riding it if you want to or at least sit in it Go to San Francisco campus. I think the the one in LA and the one in San Francisco each got uh, a piece of Heimlich's choo choo. Each got a train. Yeah, exactly. But, and, and I mean, it makes sense for the Guardians of the Galaxy because I mean, it's a great ride. Tower of Terror, I'd never go on it. Where Guardians of the Galaxy, I will go on it now more so willingly. Or and that's my I hate that ride. I mean, that's my top ride. I will not go on. But I've been on it more times, Guardian of the Galaxy, just because of, well, A, I like that uh, movie, and B, what the, it's the same exact ride, but just what they've done to it, especially on the inside of the ride. It's, it's more fun, and I will tell you, so I don't know if I told anyone this, so um, we went to the grand opening of the ride. Uh, Sarah and I went to it. And when we were there, I asked the guy there, I was like... Um, 
one of the one of the because when we went for the grand opening, they bring all the big wigs out. So they have the cast members who are dressed in suits and they have ties. They're not messing around. But he asked, he goes, hey, you excited? And I go, yeah. I go, but I hated Tower of Terror. He goes, me too. He goes, I've already ridden this eight times. So it just shows you like it's a it's a different ride. It's it's going completely same everything else, but it's a lot more fun. Um, there's a bouncing action to it that kind of takes your mind off of the the yep. dropping aspect of it. Um, yep. And I did have a friend shout out to David. I don't know if he's listening or not, but he got stuck at the top. They broke down to the very top of the ride. Oh, I'd be, I'd be done. I I'd be done. I mean, unless something said like, okay, hey, you're not going to drop or no, you we, won't. The lights come on and they have locks that go underneath it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's always that little bit. It's like, oh wait, no, we should be dropping, and you don't. You know, you're you're kind of anticipating it, especially if you don't like the ride and you're all the way at the top, and you're like, okay, is this going to go down all the way to the bottom? Is it going to go halfway down, or what's What's gonna happen? Yeah, what's gonna happen with, with it? Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I figured with that painting scheme, I mean, since they really did the exterior on that quick, fast, and in a hurry, I mean, they did a great job on it. But since they did it so quick, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they're repainting that, especially since it went from a, you know, kids move kids land that was right next to it to now uh, Avengers Campus. So, but. Back, back to um, what you're you're saying with your buddy to Rise of the Resistance. Um, from what I heard, now that they blocked it down into three different time slots, where um, before when it was one, you usually had about thirty to forty-five seconds. Someday, maybe even minute, minute and a half if it was slower. On here, I've heard it's gone less than ten seconds, more like five seconds for all of them to be. Uh, all the reservations to be taken up for that. Really? Time. Yep. Because I guess um, one of the guys that I watched that, that was over there on YouTube, um, they tried for it for, I think, like the 1 o'clock. And by the time they figured it out, it's like, oh, man, we are already missed it. So they tried again at 4 o'clock. And, I mean, they were on it. And they, you know, were not able to get it. It's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. We tried. Um, but a buddy of theirs had was able to get it, and he only had a single one because he was the only one there. Um, and I guess the row, the ride broke either broke down or he had a later time. And so they're like, you know what? Let's go up and ask this cast member if you could add, you know, us two onto your reservation. What's the worst they're gonna say? No, no. Yeah. And so they went over there and they did it. Cast members like, yeah, sure. No problem. Boom. Add them on. And they were able to ride it. And like the guy says, he's like, basically ask, you know, you don't know if you don't ask. Don't Especially be because I've heard, I've heard those rides are adjustable on speed. So if they don't have as many people going on it and it's empty, they could pass people through faster. I mean, if there's a, a ability for you to get on, they're not going to stop you from getting on. If there's nobody in line, they're yep. going to let you go on. No, it, it, exactly. But I thought that was interesting. And so the, what brought up in the conversation is after they add them, they're like, yeah, we, you know, um, so how fast, you know, with, with it now being three different time slots, uh, how fast are they, you know, going out? And they said, well, usually within five to 10 seconds, they're, they're done. Because now everyone there has more chances to get it 
So you're going to have, oh, or before, like when we went to, when I went to Disneyland, it was one time a day and that was it. So they basically, they did, they have three different times for you to try and get on the ride. Yep. A a 10 o'clock, a one o'clock and a four o'clock. So if you play your cards right, because they open at 10 and they close at six or uh, no, eight, eight, they close, open at 10 and close. eight. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So if you play your cards right, or I guess you're not really playing your cards right, if you get lucky enough, you could ride that three times in a day. Yeah. So, or before, you had to get there at, you know, I mean, we were in line outside the gates at uh, Park Open at 8. We were in line outside the gates at about 7. And most of the time, we were anywhere from like 5 to 10 people back from the front of the gate one day we were like two people back um opened at like 7 15 7 20 got in and basically you can't do anything so we right. just found, found a table chilled out and once i mean you could definitely tell once eight o'clock got closer and especially once it was like 7 55 7 58 oh man everybody was the phones were out and you hear everyone talking and i'm not joking at 7 59 Everyone was talking and everyone's looking at their phone as soon as it hits eight o'clock because everyone's phones, you know, by satellite, all of that. And so it was, you know, is Disney. So as soon as it was eight o'clock that it became silent in there. I mean, for like a good five, ten seconds. I mean, dead silence. All that you could hear was the music and you had all these people and nobody was talking until you start hearing. Yeah. Yes, and then you know you hear, oh man, they're out already. So which which I've heard people said that they were trying to find little secluded areas where they had better reception. Yeah, that's I I don't know if word got out by the time we got there, but it must have because I know that's what I know I know that's what happened was people found out about it and were like, hey, this is what's going on. Well, and it's tough if you're getting in there and you don't have magic morning. Um, or today that doesn't have magic warning, you're only allowed to go up right to the, the ropes. Yep. They'll they'll block you off. So it's not like, oh, I could go back over here in Tomorrowland and chill. It's like, no, you basically have all of Main Street, and there really isn't that many secluded areas. I mean, there is once the park is open and everyone's out and about. Right, but not when they're doing this. But not when you're there. Yeah. And, and it was funny. I did a, a speed test because we used my buddy's phone because he had, like, the newer iPhone or whatnot. And so I did a speed test at uh, 7.58 on the internet, you know, download speed and everything. And then I did it again right when it hit um, 8 o'clock, or I waited like two seconds after 8 o'clock. And I did it again. It went down by a good 50%, more like almost 75%, just with everyone, you know, now on their phone and trying to get those... uh, those uh the fast pass for it so it's like they did say they uh they they did a cool thing with um um whatchamacallit what do they do uh uh they upgraded all the the wi-fi in the whole park because they were trying so people don't know they were offering free downloads of certain games the whole year before they opened up trying to test the speed of it so you know it's one of those things but um so let us know what you're looking forward to when you go back to the park. Facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, we covered a lot. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. 
we hope you had a lot of fun with us tonight. I had a lot of fun with Tim. It's always a blast. Always a blast. So um, we maybe will be back next week. Maybe not. You never know. We played it by ear. So we're, right now we're shooting for every other week. But if we get it every other week, we get it every every week. So uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. <laughs>